Twitter, I think, benefits by far by getting money at all for something that um, has to constantly change to be able to stay relevant. But is this a good deal for Elon? It's it's a fantastic deal. Why? So, <laughs> so there's there's a lot to this. I, I just pulled up uh, monthly active users in 2021, and the link is com Twitter users. It says that there's 396.5 million monthly active users. Um, so that's basically... Uh, Let's see. So that's basically like users are active in a given month um, on the Twitter platform. So basically, you know, kind of the population of the United States. And it's interesting with it because when, you know, Facebook, Twitter, these companies really came out, there wasn't a way to necessarily value them as a company. So PricewaterhouseCoopers came up with this metric to value basically pre-revenue or early revenue tech startups that were in the social media space and it was called monthly active users. So this is a, a big deal and it's, um, you can kind of think about it. So Netflix, for instance, they just had pretty poor earnings. Part of that was uh, affected by their loss of, of a subscription base because of having to pull out of um, Russia, but um, they are a subscription business. So you pay a, you know, basically a monthly fee times the amount of subscriptions, and that's their revenue. Uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers, which is a, a consulting and accounting firm, came up with this metric where they're like basically saying, you know, this is kind of a dollar per, per user that your company is thought to be able to generate in terms of uh, value each month. So this whole monthly active users metrics really became popular and it became a, uh, a mechanism for companies like this to go public without with little or um, no revenue essentially, which is for cash losing type companies, you can only do so much with private money before you go public. So um, there are a lot of users, but um, I'm not an active Twitter user, um, but I think I still have an account out there. But uh, from what I hear, there's a lot of bots. So it's, it's interesting in many ways. Like I think, on one hand, this is gonna make Twitter as a usable product for people a lot better because now that they're gonna be a private company, you can basically get rid of all those bots with AI um, tools to just cancel out the scammers um, without having to essentially destroy this monthly active user statistic that would in turn, you know, trash the stock. And I think that's kind of one of the interesting things is uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, they need bots to basically keep their valuations up because, you know, how many, <laughs> how many people are actually inter interacting with real people on there? 
like nobody really knows. So I, I think it's, um, I think it's a really, you know, probably a good thing for the, uh, the customers, like the users of the platform. And I think it's a really good thing for Elon Musk too, uh, from a financial perspective. So, um, like with a, a lot of big businesses, you really kind of evaluate um, the, the businesses on a kind of a revenue per head sort of comparison where it's like, you know, I add another employee, they generate X amount of revenue. And that's that's a good way to kind of like keep your business in line, your headcount in line with your revenue potential. Um, Twitter is extremely bloated and it's kind of known as a bloated company to like, right before we got on here, I, I pulled up their revenue um, and their headcount and revenue was uh, 5.07 billion um, in 2021, last full year's earnings. And their headcount is 7,500. So that works out to Let's see, um, about 677,000 per employee, which seems like a lot, but you have Google for instance, and I think Google's over 2 million per employee. So you have to assume that a lot of these bot users are gonna be gone. And um, there's gonna be basically probably a better way to generate revenue, ensuring that they're actual real users for advertisers and such. Um, but with that too, I, you know, who knows, right? It's probably 50% of the employees are gonna eventually be laid off from there. Um, and you just really think about, so if they cut out 50% of the employees, then they're basically generating 1.2, 1.3 million per employee at that sense. And let's see, I, I don't know what their profitability was, but um, so net income's way, way down. Operating income was 272 million. So basically all that savings is going, going to go to the bottom line and Twitter, they'll be private, right? So nobody's really going to know how much they're going to be making, but hmm. um, it's, it's an interesting thing because you have, unlike, so a lot of people are kind of cre uh, criticizing it because it's kind of communication news platform, so to speak, and comparing it to you know Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post or Mark Benioff owning Time Magazine or Lorraine Powell Jobs owning the Atlantic, but it's really kind of a it's an interesting thing because unlike those platforms that have the brand name there's like this whole technology ability to unlock unlock a lot of profitability in, into it so for elon you know it's it helps him build out this legitimacy as kind of a free speech warrior too and it's something that he uses very well but there's a lot of profit potential in there and that's not really being um talked about I feel from what I've been reading lately, it's really more of a culture war discussion rather right. than, than, you know, Elon Musk has the ability 
to buy this iconic property and treat it like you would a, a turnaround private equity like situation where you cut the fat and unlock its true profit potential. Um, I did find the reference I was looking for. 